Welcome to The Influential Parent. We are your hosts, Amanda Blake and Nikki Porter. This podcast provides both a parent and educator perspective and the facts in order to help parents become informed about all things tech, whether it is social media, our apps, or websites that our children have access to. This podcast will hopefully help you navigate the ever-changing technology journey with your children. Nikki, I'm so excited to launch into this podcast with you. As an educator, I see and hear kids talking about social media and what's hip. And I just know that the conversations I hear in school are also a part of their lives outside of school. Yes, it is part of their life at home and it is tricky. As a parent of two children, I'm learning how to navigate this kind of technology journey with them on a daily basis. We know that technology is here to stay in the classroom. We are continually providing opportunities for our students to learn, practice, and produce things with tech. Mm -hmm. And I'm at home. I'm still trying to figure this out, especially as my kids get older. Yeah. How's that going for you? No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Daily basis. Daily. So, Nikki, just like anything else, what we talk about in school goes home. And what is talked about at home comes to school. So instead of fearing technology and social media, we can be proactive and really help kids develop healthy views on technology because it will continue to be a part of their lives, both in school and out of school. Yes. And when we're, as us as parents are informed about the reality of this digital age, we really can influence our children to be responsible digital citizens. And that's exactly what we hope to accomplish with this podcast, to help parents learn and get comfortable with guiding their children in this new digital age. So today's episode will hopefully help you as a parent start the conversation at home about healthy digital behaviors. You know, knowing what to talk about and some ideas about how to begin these conversations with your children. Nikki, you mentioned before um, you have two kids. Um, So tell me about your kids, their ages, the devices they have and use at home. So I have two children. As I said, I have a son who is 13 and he currently has the PlayStation and he has a phone. My daughter is eight and she has a Nintendo Switch, a Chromebook. And then we do, she does have a phone, but it's just Wi-Fi. So she does not, like if we're in a vehicle, she can't access, she can't make phone calls. She can't text and that. I'm going to challenge you here to think back to when you first brought those electronic devices into your house. So you said your son has a PlayStation and a phone. What sort of expectations did you set up with with your son? Let's start with your son. So my son, the first one was a PlayStation and he was nine and it was a the device actually was purchased for him, not from oh, me. Okay. It was from somebody else. And so it was a shock to say uh-huh. the least. And, you know, the at first, one of the important things that I had to set for him was the really a your account. We mm-hmm. really walked through that process of your name 
especially yeah. at a nine-year-old. You don't want to have your full name out there. Have kind of a fun screen name or something that yes. you can use that really does not disclose who you are. And so we really walked through that process. And in that time frame as well, we really talked about what the PlayStation has to offer. Of course, they have okay. the games in that. And the games, those conversations revolved around appropriate games yeah. for his yeah. age. And uh, we, we so that was part of the conversation. But we also had those expectations or at least we had those what if conversations. What if this happens? And, and he... Just in case something, I mean, they're in a open web. Anybody yeah. can be in some of these games playing with you. And that worried me because yeah. we always, when they're younger, we're saying, don't talk to strangers, don't talk to strangers. And this was going to be happening. And I'm not necessarily going to be with him in the, at yeah. the time when he's playing the game. So I really had those what if conversations. Mm -hmm. So then it kind of helped him prepare him for the future. But, you know, of course, we also talked about, the set times. Oh, okay. You know, All that right. was something that was important where it's just like, I do not, you have this, but I do not want you on it by, from the time you get home before you go to bed. So yeah. it was setting the the parameters of how much time that he was going to spend on this PlayStation. And um, in a minute, I'm going to ask you about, you know, his sort of response to those expectations that you had set. But before we do that, so tell me about your daughter um, when she was first allowed to have that um, Wi-Fi phone and, and different things? Well, definitely the Wi-Fi phone came in when my son got his phone. Ah. <laughs> you know, it was one of those because he, uh, he got a new one. And so she wanted to be able to have it, which I think was important. We went through the same expectations. What apps are appropriate for your age? Mm -hmm. What can you have? It is important for her and I to be able to communicate. It was one of the reasons why I got my son a phone and he was of age where I felt it was appropriate for him to have a phone and so I can communicate with him when he, they're with their dad. Yeah. And so it was that. And then, you know, she hears a lot of what her brother might have or her friends have different apps. Yeah. And so we, we do have those. You can't get that right now. This yeah. is not appropriate and this is why. So then she kind of understands that and, you know, other ones, it is that time frame. How long are you going to be on this device? And really, what do you want to use it for? So let's talk about those expectations that you set with them. Um, have they changed over time? You know, your son isn't nine anymore and your daughter's not seven anymore. So as the kids are growing with these devices, um, what have you kind of learned? Yeah, it that definitely has changed. And I think that that's important for parents to understand that as they get older, those conversations are going to be mm -hmm. different. There's now that he's 13, he does want to have certain social media apps. Okay. And so I get a little bit worried. We talk about what what do you want to do with that app? And, mm -hmm. you know, he's got Facebook and the purpose is for him to connect with other hunters uh, fishing, like those okay. types of things, because he wants to learn from other people. He wants to see adventures that other yeah. people have, because then he loves to you know, dream that this is what I want to <laughs> do. And so yeah, and he follows people. But I think our big thing was setting that expectation is who you want to be when you get older. Who do you want people to know? Only okay. because if he's following others and it's not appropriate, yeah. you know, and, and there are things that are out there. We'll talk about that in a different episode, yeah. but 
I do the, the expectation of how he's going to portray himself out on social media, mm -hmm. because who do you want others to think and know who you are? So yeah. that was something that, you know, as we've had to have those new conversations now. Um, and with my, my daughter, she, you know, again, she wants to have some of these apps that are not ready for her because yeah. of an age thing. And uh, I model with her, you know, like how I use Facebook or Twitter mm -hmm. and that. So then she can learn what the purpose is yeah. of that. And um, but we've also, you know, with the Chromebook, we her purpose of getting that device was uh, her passion for making YouTube videos or okay. just videos in general. And she has I manage her YouTube account. Yeah. And so, you know, she just wants to be able to show people how to do things. She loves to watch how people put their makeup on, which. She is way better at putting on makeup than I am, I tell you, because she, you know, that's what she watches. And so she, that was the purpose, but we also had to set those expectations of, you know, A, setting up the account, but also what's appropriate for a mm -hmm. seven, eight year old when she, now that she's eight, um, what's appropriate for her to be putting on the web? You know, I love that you talked about um, who your kids want to be seen as in the future. You said it much better than me because in school, one thing we talk about a lot is that digital footprint. Yes. And so just so parents out there know, you know, those ideas are being passed to your students here and there at school. And if you can reinforce them at home, I think that that's just awesome. It is absolutely. It sounds like a lot of those conversations you've had with your kids about apps and different things, they've responded really well to, and they've taken your advice as a parent, you know, what's allowed and what's not pretty well. Now, have you had to have a conversation that maybe hasn't been so easy or your kids haven't responded as, as easily to? I think the hardest conversations at times that I've so far, so far mm -hmm. I have had is just how much time is spent on the device. You know, yeah. kids really do gravitate to their phone and gravitate to their, you know, whichever device it is. And so that becomes like the, the battle almost that they okay. want more and I've got to be, nope, you don't need it. Go outside <laughs> and play, which they do. They do a lot. I don't, I can't complain about that, but it's that yeah, that would be the hardest has that changed over time so if that's a rule about you know how much time is on your device um has that changed over time yes actually just recently he you know my son is starting to actually video call friends and okay. that and he'll he video chats and then he's playing this with that person on his playstation okay and so you know, that's, that's new. So, uh, you know, now I've got to talk about video conferencing or video rules, you know, when you're having those phones. And, you know, one night I found out that he had been on the phone a lot longer into the night than I thought. Oh. So I did not prepare myself or prepare him for that conversation. And so we actually kind of, I would say, co-created this new kind of rule, something. He didn't break it. It just was never there. Okay. And I saw it as a problem where it just, he's not, he's not hard to wake up in the morning right now. Yeah. And so when we talked about the next day on the way to school, I said, well, what time did you get off the phone? Uh, I think it was like 12 or 1230. And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Hey, yeah. what do you talk about for that long? <laughs> you know? And so we took that moment. I took that time to say, okay, now there's got to be a cutoff time before that. I'm sure that the other person should not have been up at that late mm-hmm. hour either. So at that time, we realized we need to put in like a new rule and okay. we discussed a, a healthier time to get off the phone and yeah. say your good nights, check you later, <laughs> see you tomorrow or touch base with you later. So then it's, he's not, you know, there the, or on there the whole time. So you saw the problem, you know, he was staying up too late. Um, so you, had a conversation about this, the expectation of when you're allowed to be on your device or when you're not allowed to be on your device. Is that how your expectations or rules have come about in the house just through conversation? Uh, For the most part, yes. I think that there are some non-negotiable type rules Mm -hmm. that as a parent that you can set, but there's also those conversations that you can have, we call them family huddle times, you know, Mm -hmm. other families might call them something different, but Mm -hmm. it's when we see something that has developed. Example, my husband and I are watching TV in the living room, two, Mm -hmm. three of the kids come in and there's, they're, they're on their phones and they're, it's loud. And it's like, wait a minute, hold on family huddle time. We can't have, four devices going at the same time. The living room is a family area. We're going to make this rule that no devices. That's like that Mm non-negotiable. No, you guys can't have it in. Put your AirPods in if you guys want to hang out with us or just put it away for the time being. But I feel that there's other conversations that I want their opinion Mm -hmm. and kind of co-create these. So then A, I'm not saying buy into it, but at least I can get their perspective and and I might be so, I don't want to be so narrow-minded and they bring out a point or something I didn't consider. So we have that conversation and we make up what that rule is going to look like, like getting off the phone at a certain time of, you know, talking with your friends. So. And so Nikki, we're going to talk about that a little bit in our next episode is kind of go more into that co-creating the rules or expectations as a family. So yeah. I'm glad you mentioned it here and we'll take it. We'll take it a step further um, in our next episode. Next yeah. week. In your house, you just have this picture perfect world where you've created these expectations with your kids and they just do what they're, you know, they do what you ask and they, you know, they never break any rules. There's never any problem because you have set these expectations and it's perfect. <laughs> right? And then the real reality comes in where, yes. Yeah, so are you asking if like a rule has been broken right. or what happens when? Yeah, so what happens? We're all human. They're kids. So what happens when something does come up and you think, I already, you know, we already had a family rule about that. I think one point to think about is, A, their kids, mm-hmm. they're going to break other rules. Yeah. And so just because it's a device, uh, it's kind of the same parameters of, all right, we're going to have a conversation. It's mm-hmm. a learning experience. You know, my son was in a situation, it was not his post, but he was part of a post that mm-hmm. was on uh, Snapchat. I didn't actually see it at first, somebody else had told me about it. And, you know, just boys being boys. But 
that was a conversation that we were able to have about who do you want to be mm-hmm. out there? Yeah. You know, the, the, is this what you want people to think you are by this video that was posted, not on your behalf, but on somebody else's. Yeah. And so that was like a learning moment because he was still, you know, not, it was not all that appropriate, mm-hmm. you know, some words that I did not <laughs> want to hear my son say, we'll just say that. So there was a couple of conversations that we had to have. A, you would not say that in front of me. So, you know, just like it would be face-to-face type of a thing. And, you know, like, and then, of course, because it was on social media, is this who you want to be? Mm -hmm. On the other hand, with my daughter, she, as I talked about, she loves to put things out on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And she, it was not something that I thought about. And so it was a both a learning experience for us, for both mm-hmm. of us. And so, you know, when YouTube emailed her, her emails on my phone, okay. so then I kind of know what she's signing up for. And that yeah. that's a great tip, parents, you can have add multiple emails. And so mm-hmm. I saw that she had gotten an email from YouTube, two of them. And it was, it was not your videos in YouTube jail. Basically, mm-hmm. it was just the content she was playing a game. Mm-hmm. Mario and she was having some background music that mm-hmm. was copyrighted and they said that you have to be careful about this content because it is copyrighted in that and so again learning experience for both of us because mm-hmm. I didn't realize that she had already had uploaded it we would edit things but she just wanted to get it up on YouTube mm-hmm. I guess and so she was very upset about it but I said no this is learning experience yeah you know, now we know that we need to be very cautious of what we're putting up there as well, you know, for the content mm-hmm. copyrighted in that. And so these rules are going to be broken. And yeah. this is where we use these as learning moments, have these conversations, reminders. And, um, you know, I mean, kids are kids in this right. they're learning as we are parents, too, <laughs> as we are. <laughs> So I, I want to add in, there's a great resource that we have on the website. It's uh, Carl Hooker had developed these 21 at-home talking points, and uh, we're going to link it in the description, and we want you to go check it out because these are 21 days of things that you can talk about in the realm of technology, at least to get things started. Um, so no matter how old your children are or your child is, you know, like the the tip of no devices at the dinner table. That's mm-hmm. a non-negotiable that I had and, you know, and my husband had. And that's our family time. And so that's a way to at least start that conversation, mm-hmm. make some changes. It's never too late to make any changes that you want to see with, with your child. So that is a fantastic resource that I'd like to at least share with all the other parents. So let me ask you. So you, you print out this calendar of 21 talking points and you just think, okay, February 1st, I'm going to talk about this. February 2nd, I'm going to talk about this. You know, is it, is it that type of thing? No, not at all. I mean, I think that you can pick out maybe the first ones you want to talk about. Okay. okay? I think that you don't have to go to day one and that's your first one. Pick what's appropriate mm-hmm. that you, you know, want to be able to start with. And really, it becomes a cyclical process mm-hmm. with a lot of the topics. And so, you're, and, and really, those conversations will be different at home. Mm-hmm. Um, different houses have different situations in that. So, uh, it's not meant for you to do day one on day one, day two on day two, and just know that you're going to 
maybe have these conversations a few times. And I think um, hearing you talk about this, the main idea or the, the biggest point is these conversations just need to be normalized in the house. Yes. Yep. And on a daily basis, just kind of talking and, and when it's appropriate, become comfortable. I think that's the part. It's becoming comfortable of having the conversations with your children and what are those conversations about. Thanks for joining us today. We invite you to join us in the conversation using the hashtag the influential parent on Twitter and tell us how the conversations are going. Tag me, Amanda, using at story of a Blake. And tag Nikki at Nicole M. Porter. And that's Nicole with an H. N-I-C-H-O-L-E.